0: This is No BS Job Search Advice Radio, episode 1,343. I'm your host, Jeff Altman, The Big Game Hunter, and welcome. This is a show that I originally recorded a few years ago from my other show, Job Search Radio, which is on webtalkradio.net, job, um, Apple Podcasts, and all the usual places. It's an interview about branding with Kevin Kermis that... It's going to be part of my regular Sunday features for a little while where I bring some shows over from Job Search Radio that I think will help you. Hope you find this helpful. Hope you give it a great review in Apple Podcasts. And if you're interested in my coaching you, I'll simply say you can listen to the end of the show, but it's a 30-minute interview. You may not get there. But uh, I'll just say, if you're interested in my helping you with your job search as a coach, not as a recruiter, connect with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash the big game hunter. Once connected, message me that you're interested in coaching. We'll set up a time for a free discovery call. And with that, let's get going.
1: Hi, this is Jeff Alton, The Big Game Hunter, and welcome to Job Search Radio on webtalkradio.net. My guest this time is Kevin Kermes, who's the founder of All Things Career, a digital media and publishing company that runs sites such as Career Attraction, Career, meh, that is the way it's pronounced, folks, Career, meh, and Every Veteran Hired. Collectively, they've created more than 30 career training programs aimed at delivering smart, actionable advice that gets results. Kevin, welcome to Job Search Radio. Great to have you on.
2: Hey, thanks for having me on, Jeff. I appreciate it.
1: Kevin, we were talking about branding when we chatted before and the importance of job search branding, uh, career branding. And I know every time I talk to job hunters about that, they kind of roll their eyes up into the back of their head, and I know they don't get the importance. Why is branding so important for job hunters?
2: Well, you know, it's, you know Jeff, it's such a great question. First of all, everybody's eyes do roll on the back of their head because it sounds like it's become kind of a buzzword and buzz phrase in the past few years. Um, and in my opinion, some people get it right, some people get it wrong. Uh, it's much bigger than the job search. It's, it's your reputation, and as we talk about social media and the ability to reach out and touch people in a way that, that was, was almost impossible, if not cost prohibitive, in the past, um, it's paramount that you know what your message is and that you are able to empower other people who want to help you with that message, and, and that really at its core is what branding is.
1: So when you talk about messages, what sort of messages should people be creating for themselves?
2: Well, you know, I think it's really simple. It's, it, it breaks down to two things, kind of who you are in terms of what, what you deliver and, and why somebody would want to talk to you. And I, I always think is a great example, and this, is, this kind of underscores how poorly a lot of people do this, a party that I was at uh, several months ago, and, and some of my wife's friends were there, and one of my wife's friends, and these are all, I'll just caveat all this up front, exceptionally bright women, when asked what their husband did, said, you know what, it has something to do with computers, I'm not quite sure you'd need to ask him. And it hit me like a sledgehammer at that moment that here's the person that should be your biggest evangelist, you know, your partner, your spouse, whomever, and they can't, even, they can't even explain somebody who's asking what you do. How often do we, you know, are we trying to give a pitch and we're trying to push what it is that we do on somebody? Somebody's asking and it can't even be delivered. And it's a total failure on their spouse's part, in my opinion, that they haven't really tightened up a message in terms of what they do and be able to gauge really quickly how important it is to somebody else, which becomes essential in terms of arming other people with... Why they should go out and you know spread your name, share your name, help you network—all those things that we know manifest themselves in terms of new opportunities and job security.
1: Absolutely, and, and when you talk about this, I know I had a guest early on, uh, John Sampson, and John is a networking maven. Uh, he just—he's out there. He's been so for 25 years that I know him. He was out there branding very early on. And he's always believed that you know, everyone that you come into contact should have a clear picture of who you are, what you do, and it's not like you're forcing yourself on people. Right. But like I said, in a situation where someone's partner or spouse is asked what you do and they can't answer it,
2: how ridiculous is that? Well, you know, and, and there are a lot of folks that, that talk about this, no doubt, and I, and I totally agree with, with what John's saying, but I'll, I'll come back to some statistics. You know, I'm sure you know Jerry Crispin, he and his partner at Career Crossroads do a survey every year, sources of hire. And when they break down the top sources of hire, the top two, and these numbers run in the mid to high 20%, so like 24 to 27% each. Um, <clears throat> top source of hire, internal promotions. Second top source of hire, referrals. You take those two, and they account for more than 50% of why people are hired. And the the common thread between both of them is that you're a known quantity. People know who you are, and in order to know who you are, they need to be able to articulate who you are. And they need to be able to simply say, you know, Jeff, if you call me and you ask me, Kevin, hey, I'm looking for so-and-so, I need to be able to say, well, here are three people, and and you and I actually had a conversation similar to this when when we were talking about the the podcast, and I said, you know, I've got a couple people I want you to talk to, and here's why. It's it's truly that simple. The brand isn't something like, you know, an apple with half a bite out of it. It doesn't have to be, you know, it doesn't have to be something that's prolific like that. It's got to be something as simple as arming people with, you know, here's Jeff, and here's why you need to talk to him.
1: And people have helped me out for years along those lines. You know, as someone who's been in the search business for more than forty years, most of my my clients come to me through referral. Yep. How does that? How do I become a person they want to refer? I make job hunting, you know, and hiring a pleasant experience, which is, I'm sure you realize, most people don't find job search enjoyable, and they certainly don't find talking to recruiters a particularly pleasant process as well. And once I was able to get that message out and, and have people develop that experience of me, suddenly referrals came to me very regularly.
2: Well, you know, and, and there's something that's, that's exceptionally important about that, too, in that where that conversation is starting with, is with somebody coming to you and them wanting to talk to you. And, and, and that balance of the conversation is, is totally different, particularly when people, and we'll take it back to the job search, when someone is saying, okay, I need to go out and they'll typically default to, I'm going to try to reach out to internal recruiters and HR managers, which you're in the search business. I was in the search business. One of the first things you're taught is you don't want to work with HR. (laughs) And and this is not to malign anyone in HR, but the reality is the brass tacks of it are they're not going to hire you. And they are certainly not the one who has the pain that you're going to address. So as you're packaging this message, you need to be able to articulate it to the individual who's going to hire. And wouldn't you rather be in the position of having that individual who needs to hire calling you because they've got a pain and they've heard you're somebody who could possibly solve this issue for them?
1: And how might they hear about it? You spoke about uh, referrals and such you know, what causes that person to want to refer you? What could someone have done to create that impression in someone's mind that's going to make them want to refer? Well,
2: you know, this is, and, and I'll, before I answer that question, I'll, I'll, just, I'll tackle something that I see where a lot of people get tripped up, which is um, getting strategy and tactics confused in terms of job search. Um, you know, there's a lot of tactical advice out there. You know, you've got to be on LinkedIn. You have to be on Twitter. You you must be on Facebook. Your your resume's got to look this way. I'll tell you right now, you don't have to do any of that stuff. But the one thing you do need to do before you determine which of those tools and resources you're going to use is have an underlying message. And once you have that, where you're able to position that message consistently can range everywhere from arming a recruiter, like yourself, arming a headhunter with with your message to be able to go out and evangelize, arming individuals who've worked with you, having a blog where you are providing information that's going to be relevant to the audience that you're trying to get in front of. And when I say audience, I mean the people who are going to, A, hire you, and B, have influence with those people who are going to hire you. Uh, and And sometimes those things... You know, you you could take that out to Twitter where you're simply sharing information. It's other people's information, but you know that it's relevant to the people that you want to get in front of. And, And all these things, you know, it's not so much just going out and beating your chest about here's my message, here's my message, but thinking about it one step further about things that are reflective of your message. You know, reading an article that's in line with what you believe and how you operate and starting a conversation that way
1: curating information has been a huge advantage for many job hunters. So whether it's in LinkedIn groups or on your profile, on Twitter, on Facebook, wherever, sharing that information allows people to see you as someone who is is expert at what you do. I remember years ago, uh, I knew a woman who was Merrill Lynch's when there was still a Merrill Lynch's, first woman commodities broker. This is pre-technology, the pre-internet days. And she would casually send out articles to very wealthy individuals in order to, you know, create an impression with them. And a lot of them didn't respond, and some did. And she was able to open up any number of major accounts because she had positioned herself in people's minds as someone who knew what she was talking about from just sharing articles. It's
2: amazing. Absolutely. Oh, it, 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 it is, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll use two examples really quickly. The first that I'll use is, is us, and we're in a similar business um, you know, in terms of the approach of sort of the, the financial advisor that you just gave. A lot of what we will do is what I call drafting, and drafting is building off of the other experts who write for our site. We've got over 60 experts that write for a variety of our sites and a total of 70,000 subscribers to those sites. As an individual job seeker, you don't need anywhere near those numbers. Uh, but what we're doing is, it's sort of it's A, the company we keep, that if, if these individuals are writing articles for our sites, their followers are going to take notice of what we're doing, and we have, we have the opportunity. We've got the opportunity to become a trusted advisor. Um, it's, it is a technique that I've used through some of the programs. One of the programs in particular we've run, you and I spoke about this, the Job Search Boot Camp, and showing people how to set this up. And I'll give one example really quickly. A, a woman by the name of Donna Reed, who is a program manager, and she operates using the the Agile approach. There's Agile, there's Scrum, there's um, a few others. I'm, I'm by no means a project management expert. Well, what she did is she set up a website, and you can see this at, uh, I think it's the Agileista Pm or just look up Donna Reed. You've got to use the middle initial A because there is another Donna Reed that's slightly more prolific than she is. <laughs> and, and, and you'll see what she's doing. And, and she built a site within a year. She had 10,000 subscribers to a site where she essentially was being a, serving as a hub for information. So when she needs to look for another opportunity, and she's a consultant, by the way, so she's looking constantly. She's got to keep her pipeline full she can do it in a non-pushy and sleazy way because she's constantly putting information out there and setting reciprocity into effect, and that is so, so important.
1: You betcha it is. You know, Again, part of what she's doing is creating an impression in people's minds as being a sure go person that can be relied on. Terrific story. Thank you. This is Jeff Altman, The Big Game Hunter, and you're listening to Job Search Radio on webtalkradio.net. We're going to be back in a moment with more from Kevin, but I want to talk with you about my Job Search Insider Tip, which is about references. And I was reminded about this when I was speaking with someone earlier this week who had lost his job with a large consulting firm recruited into the firm to help set up a practice. Someone was eventually hired in over his head, and now he was out looking for position. When I asked him about how his references would be from this firm, he commented, you know, I'm not really sure. And I suggested that was the time to find out, even if it was a a peer-level reference or someone he had consulted to, while working for this organization, it was important to get his references in place now at the beginning of his search rather than at the very end where suddenly you know it, it feels critical. He would have time to prepare these references and reach out to different people and get them lined up as to what to say, even determine who they, the references should be rather than waiting at the end when panic might set in and he's delaying giving the references to a potential employer, which might cause them to hesitate and become fearful as to whether or not he was the right person for them. So that's my tip for this week. Let's come back to Kevin. And I want us to get actionable here. Let's talk about some of the ways, some more of the ways that people can brand themselves beyond simply curating information uh, on the web. What else do people tend to do?
2: Well, you know, I'll, I'll, talk, I'll talk about one strategy, and it builds off something I just commented about earlier, talking about reciprocity. Um, and, and really quickly, reciprocity as a social construct is, is extremely powerful. We can take this, it is, it is the, um, at, at its core, it is when we do something for someone else and they feel indebted to us and want to balance out that debt uh it harbors all the way back to when we were starting, you know, basically as cavemen, and I would have a tool and I'd lend it to you. I'd lend it to you because I knew you were going to give it back to me. And that's where the, it's a really deep social construct. And you can take it all the way up to now, where we have industries like uh, lending and credit cards, which are centered around nobody wanting to have debt and there, there's some underlying behavioral stuff that drives that. So <clears throat> to answer your question, one of the things that I would do, and I think this is a great place for job seekers to start out, whether you have a network or particularly if you don't really have one, is to be able to go out and figure out how you can help other people. A, a, a kind of a tactical implementation of that, so that's the strategy. How can I help other people? Going into groups on LinkedIn Becoming members of groups on LinkedIn that that have the people that you, and this is really important, that are either the individuals who can hire you or the people who are influencing those, like one-offs from the people who hire you. And getting in there, seeing what the conversations are, and try to be a resource for other people. Try to set reciprocity into motion. Infinitely easier than going out and saying, hey, I'd love to talk to you for a few minutes or set up an informational interview, which I'll tell you, you're going to get like a direct mail open response rate of like 1% on that. If that, you're going to be lucky. Versus doing something, getting other people to tell you what is their pain right now and helping them solve that.
1: Give more, get more. It is so true. So on if you're an IT person, you might join a CIO or a CTO group and participate. You're not just getting on on these groups to say,
2: "Hey, hire me!" Right? Right. Exactly. 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 And and that and that's so important too. Is is thinking about what you do initially and and don't start with what you want. It, it's not about you. It's gonna. It's got to be about them. And, you know, the kind of the fear-based lizard brain amygdala sort of stuff kicking in for everybody is, well, what happens when I go out there and, and I help somebody and they don't help me back? Well, A, it's going to happen, um, and B, I'm a big believer in fail fast. So <laughs> figure out sooner rather than later whether these are the people that you want in your network and you want to build relationships with because the people who, who this is at their core – But do this constantly. It's a constant practice. And you figure out, the quicker you can figure out whether somebody, that is a core value for someone, the sooner you know whether you want to invest more time in getting to know them. I I lead with it all the time. And and if I can help somebody and then they don't help me, maybe it's because they can't help me right now, but if it doesn't even come up as an offer, it sticks in my head and they kind of go a little bit lower down on the totem pole in terms of folks that I would call.
1: I'm the same way, you know. In the work that I do, people come to me all the time looking for advice. I I give of it freely, and at the same time, there have to be limits because ultimately, right? You know, I'm only nominally paid for advice. Uh, What I'm paid for is filling positions with with organizations. So I'll do coaching, but. It's, it's not anything that I make tons and tons of money at. What I really do is help organizations achieve objectives by hunting down their leaders and their staff. So I'll connect with people, talk with them about how they hire, what their process is like, how they might be able to streamline it or improve it. I have no expectation at the end of the day they're going to hire me, although more often than, than not they do. But, again, it's, it's giveaway.
2: Well, I you know, think you, I, I, think, I think you hit on something that's so important. And I, I know that when, and I'm sure you follow this practice as well, when I was a headhunter, I figured out really quickly the people who would always be great resources for me. And I had a short list whenever a search came up of individuals that I was going to call because I knew that good people knew good people. You know, it's kind of the company you keep. They were always resources for me. They would always help me out. They'd always take my phone call. And, and this is where I think a lot, a lot of job seekers, just a lot of professionals in general, lose sight of the importance of relationships. This is just one example of a relationship to nurture. And what this did for the... So, yes, this this, this served me, and, this, and how it served me was I had this short list, but how it served them was these individuals who are receptive to my call, and they might be getting a call from me once every other week, something like that, they were, in effect, getting direct top-line access to my pipeline <laughs> of job opportunities because I was going to run everything past them. So they've got the ultimate right of refusal up front. And how smart is that versus, you know, the people who I, who I will hear moan and groan and say, oh, you know, I called this recruiter and they haven't called me back and they haven't, well, what are you doing for them? I, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's quid pro quo. And, and it's so, so easy to fix I was I was speaking to a friend of mine in a job search the other day, and he's a senior level PR and communications guy. And he said, you know, how how do I approach headhunters? I've never worked with them before. And I was like, flat out. First of all, get an introduction from somebody else because if you cold call these guys, they are so busy. You know, there's you're not tied to revenue. It's truly that simple. So you 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 better you better get lined up with that really quick. You need to get an introduction to somebody else, someone who they have a relationship with. Get on the call. You need to have a tight story and folks in PR and communications understand messaging. If if they don't, they're not going to be very successful at it. (laughs) Get your message across to them, and then very quickly move into, what is it that I can do for you? Tell me a little bit about some of the searches you've got going on, and let me see who in my network I can connect you with. That becomes so powerful.
1: And folks, for job hunters, no matter what level you're at, this is so true. The people who are coming to me, and I'm going to use slang from when I was growing up, who are purely mooches, who are there just to take, 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 and aren't really concerned about my circumstances, I have to maintain a certain distance with. In contrast, the ones who have helped me over the years, I will leap tall buildings in a single bound to help. I want to help them get positioned. They've helped me. I want to help them. There's that reciprocity thing you were talking about, Kevin.
2: It's, it's so true. You know, and I even take it a step further. There's a, there's a uh, chief marketing officer that when I used to do coaching, I worked with. Um, and you know, one of the things I told him every single time, and he went through a search and we worked together a couple times. And when he would start the new search, I would say, you know, what, what have you done to maintain the relationships and, and keep in touch? Oh, Kevin, I don't have time to do that. And I said, well, here, here's what makes this really tough. When you go out because you need something, people see right through that. And and the message they're getting at their core, if relationships are truly important to them, and you want people that relationships are important to, and I'll share share why in a second, and and this is all totally logical, and you can see it play out on a day-to-day basis. If if he's going out only when he needs something, then he's saying, I don't really value you until I need something from you. And the people who, going back to what I said earlier, you're, you're fundamentally asking them to say, If you call me and you only call me when you need something, you're asking me to pick up the phone and call other people, not send an email, pick up the phone and call other people. That's a true litmus test of a relationship. And for me to say to somebody else, hey Jane, I've got this guy, Jeff, and here's why I think you should talk to him. I don't know if you're looking, I don't know if you know anybody who is. Doesn't really matter. Great guy, you should get to know him. And that's it. And if you're if you're only tapping into your network when you need something from them, the people who have those kind of relationships we'll see it in a second and they're not going to do anything for you because they're putting their reputation on the line I and mean, if you're going to treat your own network like crap i'm not going to give you an opportunity to do it to mine because that's a reflection of me
1: very very true and as we're coming up on the end of our time with one another i want to make sure we cover some great points some more of the great points that you have what else should people be doing to brand themselves and to create reputation in people's minds that so they want to be helped? So they want to help, I should say.
2: Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I I always think about when, when you're crafting your message, um a mistake that I made really early on. And I I was an infantry officer in the Army and I transitioned out and eventually became a headhunter. Made a pretty quick transition to that. But <clears throat> One of the things that I was really focused on initially was what I was proud of and what I felt good about and what I enjoyed doing and I thought was valuable, in terms of in terms of what I had accomplished as a as an infantry officer. What I came to find out was what I should have done, and and I. I you know, did this moving forward and I did this with clients as a, as a headhunter is go back to the people who I had worked for the company commanders, the battalion commanders, and find out what was it that I did that made your life easier? This is, this is extremely important for people who are transitioning industries. Forget about what you think. It doesn't really matter what you think because you're not going to hire you. Let's go find people who hired you and you worked for before. And what did they, what would, what did you do on a daily basis that was impactful for them? That becomes the message. Because going back to your comment earlier about references, like you know, you shape the references. You shape the references during an interview process. You shape the references during um, any kind of networking you're doing because you have stories. You've got vignettes that tie in with these things that you do well. And the vignettes should be shaped around the people who are going to go validate those those stories. Not, well, you need to talk to my former boss. You need to talk to the former CEO. No, I need to talk to the people who... Experience firsthand the things that you did that I want you to do for me.
1: Very true. I go so far as, as to tell people they should put a few of those quotes on their resume. No more Absolutely. than three. Absolutely. Yeah. Because those become symbols of what other people believe you're capable of doing, the successes that you've had. It just allows others to see how others see you as well. And that. Causes them to receive social proof, which we're all looking for, you know, the testimonials from other people, uh, and causes us, causes them to want to talk to us that much more.
2: Well, you know, I, I was you said exactly what I was going to say in response. It's, it's all about social proof. You know, it's, it's why you see companies out there dropping their guard and being out on things like Facebook and Twitter. Um, I can tell you all day long, everybody knows that an ad on TV is, is self-promotion. Everybody knows that a resume is self-promotion. The, the quicker you can move to other people saying, Jeff's fantastic and here's why, uh, you don't have to do any of the heavy lifting.
1: That's right. They become a sales force for you. Absolutely. And that's what everyone wants to be doing, to create motivated individuals who want to help you. Not necessarily because what they, that they're asked, even though you may ask them. But what I found over the years, that people get ahead by being alert to opportunities. Sometimes those are internal to an organization. More often than not, they're external. And where do you wind up hearing about some of those? from people who will call you up and say, hey, I heard about this opportunity. You know, it's not a recruiter I'm speaking of. It can just be a friend. My firm is trying to hire someone who, why don't you come talk to us? And suddenly you have an entree into that organization.
2: No, I I completely agree. No, 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 that's okay. I, I, I completely agree. And it's, you know, again, it comes back to empowering somebody with a, and, and, and let me qualify this, and I, and I should have qualified this a little bit earlier. The message you're empowering somebody with is going to be centered around the things that are important to that person who's going to hire you. And not, you know, so many people will start out with, well, <clears throat> I'm a recruiter and here's what I did. And it becomes kind of like a laundry list of, of, of job responsibilities. Forget about that. Think about outcomes, What are the three things? If if I was to sit down with somebody who is is looking to hire before they jumped into a conversation with me about, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, I'm 43, so there's a lot of ground we could cover, and a lot of it (laughs) may be of zero interest to you. So more importantly, you're looking to hire. What are the three things? I mean, what are the three things that are keeping you up at night that are are causing you to hemorrhage cash, you're losing customers, you're afraid other people are going to quit. What's what's the stuff that where does this person have to stop the bleeding now? And if they haven't thought about it, it's probably a good sign that the person who's hiring is, you know, a little bit of a mess. But putting that aside, most people are like, you know, we've got to get this, this, and this done. Not somebody needs to have this many years experience. Here's the stuff that needs to get done. And that's when you can very quickly be able to start pointing in on what it is that you do well and where it's a fit. And and conversely, if what they're looking for is something that you can't do or you won't do, cut slack and move on. And and, and don't just don't just trash a relationship. I know I just jumped into interviewing, but it's it's a manifestation of everything we're trying to achieve here. I mean, the outcome we want is to get an interview. So, you know, don't just trash it. You've done this is something I found so interesting. I don't know if you've seen this, Jeff, but I I get questions from people all the time that say, you know, well, I've I've gone through this interview process with so and so, and I connected with them on LinkedIn, and I did all the things I was supposed to do. Should I disconnect from them now that I know they're not going to hire me? like are you kidding me you just all did work. all this you just did, you did all this work to build a relationship and they know who you are first of all what i would do is i would leverage guilt right now if if you were the runner up trust me you know how many how many people listening are are realizing that every time that they get a call and get a call forget about emails well, that's the coward's way out. You get a call telling you that you didn't get a job. You get it at the end of the day. You want to know why? Because nobody wants to make that call. They are not going to rip the Band-Aid off at the beginning of the day. They're going to do it at the end of the day. And that is the best time. Instead of being ticked off, instead of being defensive, that person who's calling you, the recruiter, the hiring manager, whoever is feeling guilty. They don't want to make that call. You can turn that call around on them very quickly, and it requires being totally self-aware of this and leverage into, well, you know, you've gotten to know me pretty well. Who do you know that I should be talking to? They've got your message. They know who you are. Like, don't trash it. Leverage it. Build off of it. And oh, by the way, the person they, they just made the offer to, they could flake out. You know, you, you may be the runner-up. Don't burn that bridge. I mean, they're just, just it's, it's, it's really interesting. And to me, again, it comes back to this concept of strategy versus tactics. And the strategy is we're looking to build relationships with like-minded people. And, and that is a, I know I shared this with you when we first spoke. You know, it's the building relationships is kind of like the, the, I think it's the Chinese proverb of when's the best time to plant a tree? Well, the best time to plant a tree was 20 years ago. The second best time is right now, so there's no time like the present.
1: You start now. You you water the tree. I feel like going into Chauncey Gardner from Being There. For those of you <laughs> who haven't seen the movie, uh, there's a, a scene where Peter Sellers talks talks about uh, the economy, but he's really a gardener, and he and what he's trying to do is. Use gardening metaphors, because that's really all he knows. When all is said and done, for those of you who are are listening, just keep doing the things to reach out to people and develop relationships. Those relationships will not just simply serve you during this job search, but can serve you for job searches for many, many years to come. And, And by planting those seeds in the ground, by watering them regularly, by pruning from time to time, what you're able to do is foster relationships that can be useful to you and useful to them so that people will want to recommend you. they want to refer you. they want to tell others about you. I know that's how my business has prospered. I suspect the same is true of you too, Kevin.
2: Oh, it's true. Uh, you know, whether, whether you are whatever business you're in, I mean, being a known quantity and getting referrals... Um, and and having people refer you and talk about you in a positive light is amazing. Not to mention, it makes you feel good. I mean, and there you, guys, you can't put a price on that. So, <laughs> it's so true, Kevin. How can people reach you? Probably the best way is our site, All Things Career, and that's AllThingsCareer.com. It's the flagship site for. All of our other subordinate sites that, that you had shared, you can check those out. Plus, we also run a, a podcast, which uh, with any luck, you'll be hearing Jeff on soon. <laughs> how's, that, how's that for putting you on the spot?
0: So, I hope you found it helpful. And if you did, here are a few ways to get even more from me. First of all, visit my website www.TheBigGameHunter.us I have several thousand blog posts there that you can watch, listen to, or read to help you find your next job. If you want the best of my advice, join JobSearchCoachingHQ.com where I've curated my information with a focus on interviewing. If you have a few questions contact me through the Magnify app for iOS. That's Magnify with an I at the end or PrestoExperts.com where you can call me. Schedule a specific time with me through chat on Magnify or by connecting with me on LinkedIn at linkedin.com forward slash IN forward slash TheBigGameHunter. Once we're connected on LinkedIn, you can message me about coaching you, speaking with me about a resume or LinkedIn profile critique, help with a salary negotiation my trusted advisor services, as well as scheduling me through for Magnify or for PrestoExperts.com. Like you, I don't work for free. You can also take my classes on Skillshare and become a premium member using the link in the show notes and receive two months for free instead of just the one that the site offers. Skillshare offers thousands of courses, not just simply mine. It is a great resource in a variety of different areas. Subscribe to my other podcast, which is called Job Search Radio. This one is number one in Apple Podcasts. Job Search Radio is number two. Subscribe to both. You will get great information seven days a week from this show, six days a week from the other. Lastly, I want to encourage you to join my group on Facebook called Career Angles. It's free to the first 500 people who join and is focused on helping you do better at work. Information is shared daily and we're building a supportive group there to provide advice and counsel during difficult times. Again, the group on Facebook is called Career Angles. I'll be back tomorrow with more. In the meantime, have a great day. Be great!